Church, it's Jonathan Brocious. Let's pray together today. Well, today we're continuing our series as we look at a greater movement, that study and acts that we're doing as a church. And I'm super excited to have as my guest on the podcast today, Darren Hansen. He preached the message last Sunday on Acts Two and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Darren, welcome to uh, Pray Together today. Thanks, Jonathan. That's been two days ago. I forgot it already. <laughs> I know, so long I'm ago. Joking, I'm joking. Yeah. Yeah, I want to get right into the depth and the most important part of your message. You talked about hoodies. Yes. And uh, yeah. And going on backwards. Vitally important. <laughs> Vitally important yeah. to the t- context today. No, I was thinking about that, and I was like, dude, I've, I've come to a point in my life with hoodies where they have to have a zipper or I'm not buying the hoodie. <laughs> I got you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've never it's too had... much trouble getting it on and off. Oh, it's yeah. so hard to get it on and off over your head. And I do that with my kids all the time. They always want to wear a hoodie and I've got this four-year-old and it never can fit over his chin when I try to get it back off of his head. Exactly. You know? Oh, it's a pain in the neck. And then Literally. they're running around the house. They escape you and they're running around the house with nothing but the... The hood. the hood over their head. Yes, it's a real, yeah. it's a real problem. And I've been caught way too many times <laughs> in public because you get hot and you want to take your hoodie off. Yeah. And then uh, I have the hoodie on correctly. I don't have quite the same issue you do of putting it on backwards. But you know, I've got the hoodie on and I can't get it off. And then my shirt underneath's coming up, and it's yeah. just, it's just an ugly scene for everyone involved. I just don't take it off. So once it's on, it's like I'm just gonna, you know, I don't care how much I'm sweating, how hot it is. <laughs> It's, it's just there. That's, yeah. I hear you. Well, hey, I want to jump into this message. Uh, all jokes aside, dude, I don't, I, I was sitting there Sunday and I'm, I thought to myself, this is one of the best messages I've heard in a really long time. It was such wow. a good message and I really appreciated what oh, you said on you. Sunday. I'm not saying that just to butter you up here on the podcast today. No, it's humbling though. I appreciate it. It was, it was so good. I loved how you took those things that happened in Acts 2 which is a highly studied passage of scripture, oh, gosh, vitally so, important. So many sermons there. Oh man. Uh, it's the outpouring of the Holy spirit on the church for the first time. And you related it back to some old Testament things in some really cool ways that I hadn't put the, I hadn't put those connections together before. So just remind us what you kind of went over there in that sermon. Yeah. I, I would kind of like to preface by saying that depending on you know who you read and what, commentators or scholars or whatever that you study. Oh yeah. You're going to find a lot of differing ideas and views. And so I don't have the, but the things I brought up, I think makes sense to me, you know, and makes sense to other people, other scholars who have brought it up. So it's not like it's, but I I just want you to, and I I just want everybody to know it's not a necessarily everybody holds this view who does, you know, nowadays, (laughs) but, uh, but I think this makes a lot of sense because I, it's hard to make sense out of the New Testament, honestly, unless you look reading and knowing the Old Testament. Yes. Uh, so, I think that, and know. I think so many of us make that mistake. I wanted to say yeah. that too. So many of us, I know I have for a long, long, long time where I'm reading the New Testament because it's easier for some reason to read. Yeah. And so you read the New Testament and you read that a lot more than you read the Old Testament. And as you read the New Testament, you just get these stories and you think they're just there out of thin air. You take mm-hmm. them in isolation right. and not understanding the backdrop that the original author and the original readers definitely had as they were experiencing these stories. So anyway, sorry, no, I jumped in. A, no, jumped no, on top no, that's exactly right. I think that's really, really good. And I think it's amazing how we forget that. Yeah. You know, we forget that Jesus was 
born to a Jewish family, you know, and his <laughs> disciples were Jewish, you know I mean? So they, they had some preconceived ideas before they ever met Jesus, yes. you know, and because we're so far removed from that culture and understanding of that, that religious, uh, uh, I guess, kind of surroundings or whatever that they had or religious, I, you know, situation that they were in that we just, we have a hard time getting it. So, yeah. So I, I guess with, uh, for me, some of that history of Sinai and Babel were the two things I kind of pointed out in the message. Yes. Uh, there's more to it than that, I think, but uh, what I had time for, yeah. <laughs> uh, Sinai was, was really interesting because, because of the fact that it was, uh, you know, they're at the foot of Mount Sinai when you read back in Exodus 20, uh, basically, you know, 44 days. Or right. They think 40, somewhere between, some say 40, some say 50, some say in the middle 44. So somewhere around there after their Passover. And so, so it's the same time of year. Yeah, same time of year. And I know there's a lot to Pentecost and what the celebration was about when it comes to Jewish celebrations with the um, first fruits and this kind of thing, the barley harvest. But I just found that fascinating that it echoes the Sinai. So I think this was a Sinai moment again. Yeah. Uh, the fire showing up. So, so that's something that I have, uh, I know you've watched a lot of Bible project videos. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually took a couple of, they have some courses, some online courses. Yeah. And Tim Mackey's the guy that puts a lot of this stuff together and he uses the word hyperlink. Mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. And he says the Bible is connected all through itself with web, like a web, uh, with these hyperlinks yeah. where the tongues of fire coming down and yeah. landing on the heads of the people in the story of acts two, you know, I've heard that story ever since I was a little kid. And for some reason I was just thought, okay, that's this kind of weird, funky thing that happened. No, it's a hyperlink yeah. and it's linking back to the fire that descended on Mount Sinai. I think so. Yeah. When God is talking with Moses and giving mm-hmm. him the 10 commandments and installing his law that governed the Jewish nation for so long, God is saying, look, I'm doing this over. I'm doing this again. Yeah. I'm doing this now yeah. again in another time. I think even the sound is, it doesn't say a rushing wind. It doesn't say wind. It says sound of rushing wind. Right. In acts two. So I think even the sound of that is echoing Sinai as well. Yeah. So it's, it's about the presence of God. Yes. And that's what we really need to get out of this. Yes. Is that God is showing up in a very special way for a very special moment to establish another covenant. And that's the, that's the key of the whole thing. Not this weird cartoony picture of people with fire on their heads. Yeah. I really don't think so. <laughs> I think that's, yeah. I, I think the main thing is, Hey, God's showing up yeah. in a big way. And then, and then talk about the connection with Babel as well. Well, he, he proves that he shows up because they pour out into the streets and they're speaking all these languages. And we're talking about not just the 12, but possibly the 120, you know, where they were gathering there. So it's not like these special prophets that were, that God fell upon. It was like all these different people who had been following him, yeah. you know, so they're out in the streets and they're speaking the languages. And so then you get into this list of nations of people that were there around Pentecost. They were actually Jewish people or proselytes. Yeah. Those who have lived in, in other words, they're living in other areas, but they're still Jews. They might be there because their families have been there ever since the Assyrian well, and Passover invasion was just a month or ago. Babylonians. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Passover wasn't long. So some of them may have stayed there the whole time. We don't know, but they're there for, they're there to, as a pilgrimage. Yes. And uh, they hear the, uh, these people speaking, their own, these Galileans. So they know who they're from Galilee. They're just normal people. Right. And they're out in the streets and they're, they're speaking their languages. And you hear all these different languages. And it just so happens that all these different areas uh, really equate 
now not, not the same words for the regions, uh, right. but if you put them all together and put them on a map where these regions are, they pretty much equate to the 70 nations that are talked about in uh, the table of nations in Genesis chapter 10. Okay. And then, uh, which has got what God's referring to with Babel in Genesis 11. So there's just kind of this, and there's, like I said, the same words dividing and, and uh, the, the same two words are found in Exodus 32 and in uh, Genesis chapter 11 with Babel, dividing and um, confusion, confusion yeah, yeah. are used in same words in those texts. And it's really interesting because Genesis 11 is kind of a time when God says, all right, we just wiped out the whole world with the flood and then they're still not getting it. They're still going the wrong direction. Like you mentioned in your sermon on Sunday, there was idol worship and all sorts of other things going on besides just building a big building. Yeah, I think it was it was actually a ziggurat, a temple. It wasn't so much like people just say, well, it's a big building. They're trying to build a tall. Yeah, it's not they're, the Empire they're State They actually building. were building it towards heaven because of what they believed in the sky. Right. Of a, kind of an astrology-based belief system that wasn't God. Yeah. So there's and some God is saying in, in Genesis 11, he's saying, okay, we're just kind of done with everybody and zeroes in on the Jews immediately with Genesis chapter 12 yeah, right. and Abram and says, yeah. I'm going to bring a blessing through you that will be for all the people. Well, in Acts 2, we get to watch that start to be fulfilled because this blessing comes about yep. and everybody's hearing it in their language. It's literally for all the people. Again, yeah. which is so cool to see God fulfilling this prophecy literally like 2,000 years later. Yeah, yeah, and, it be, and Jesus being proclaimed as the fulfillment of all these things. Yeah. So the one that was to come, Abraham's descendants, David's uh, son. So. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just, and so that's the part that melted my mind on Sunday. I'm like, ah, Darren's bringing it. Like, this was so good for me to make all those associations. And it's all kind of... It's the same know, God, man. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Sometimes we, we tend to separate God into these different personalities yeah. or identities. It's the same God. of God. the Old Testament, God of the New Testament. Yeah, No, it's exactly. Exactly, yeah. So good. So, but it's this whole scene culminates with this two-paragraph sermon from Peter <laughs> that is just withering when you read it. Yeah. <laughs> it just... I, I, was, I, I was so hit by what you said about... Peter waits for them to ask the question. Yeah. So many times I've preached sermons. I've heard sermons preached of, hey, Jesus loves you. Come to Jesus. And I'm trying to get people to repent. Peter doesn't even bother, bother with that. He no. just, he's, y'all are terrible. You crucified him. God sent Jesus and you killed him. Boom. End of sermon. It's just like his mic drop moment. Yeah. And he walks off the stage and Again, you pointed that out on Sunday, and I had to scratch my head on that one also. Yeah, I think 37 is the most under-viewed or read verse in the whole passage. Right. Which is, which is a key transitional verse. Because if you think about it, it should give us some pause as preachers that we should be preaching 22 through 36. Not 38. Not 38. Now, I'm not saying that we shouldn't eventually get to 38 just like Peter did. So for those of you that don't have your Bibles open in front of you, yeah. Acts 32, 32 through 36, Peter's describing their sin, their guilt and what they did wrong and what Jesus did and what Jesus did mm. and just ends it there. Acts two thirty seven is when they say, so what are we supposed to do now? If we're guilty of this and, and he is the son of God right. and we killed him, what do we do? And then Acts two to 38 is when he says, mm. repent and be baptized each one of you. And you will, I don't, I don't have it totally memorized off the top of my head like you do. <laughs> uh, for, the, for the forgiveness of your sins, you shall receive the gift right. of the Holy Spirit. Right. And yeah. so what you're saying is we as preachers, 
we probably need to spend more time in Acts 2:32 through 36 where we're describing yeah, that's the, the actual condition. Gospel. That's the actual gospel. Yeah. You know, I think we get we get the response confused with the gospel. Mm. Mm. It's, I'm not so sure it's the same thing. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, if you really think about it, there are a lot of people in lots of religions who don't believe in Jesus at all who are really good with response, moral yes. response, even changing their lives around. Right. That, but that's not good enough. That's not, the, that's not the point. The reason why you need to change, reverse your course is because the curse has been reversed on you. Mm, amen. And, amen. Man, that's good. That's good. Well, uh, what we're going to do, Darren, is we're going to transition into a time of, of prayer here, uh, now that we've kind of rehashed the sermon a little bit and kind of refreshed everybody's memories to what we're talking about. Sure. We're in the whole series really is looking at a greater movement. You know, that's our vision as New Hope Church is to see a greater movement of Jesus in the next generation. I, my prayer, my, what I'm so hoping to see is to see things like happened in Acts to happen in my time. I would love to see these things happen. And so we realize that in order for that to happen, we've got to be praying together as a church. We've got to be praying together as a community and, and even fasting and coming together. And so this time of prayer... I just, I just have a few prayers that we can pray that are based on the sermon as I, as I interpreted it. Uh, and what we're going to do is I'll have you read a passage of scripture. I will read a, a starter prayer. This isn't, there's nothing super holy about this prayer. This is just Jonathan's prayer. You can use it or not use it. You can, you can pray your own prayer and then we'll have just some background music and two minutes or so for people to pray their own prayers or to even just sit in silence if they want to just kind of sit and meditate on that idea before God for a little while. Um, and like Tyler said, he had a great idea last week when we recorded this podcast. If that's not enough time, if two minutes isn't enough time, push pause on the podcast and yeah. keep praying. And maybe you might not get past the first prayer. That's okay. That's the great thing about podcasts. There's a pause button. <laughs> this isn't the radio. This is a podcast. <laughs> so, uh, so go ahead and use this material as you see fit for your own prayer time today. Um, as we, as we really ask God to bring a greater movement of Jesus in the next generation in our time. So I'll have you go ahead and start us off during this first prayer. We're just kind of, kind of ask for God to send his Holy spirit and outpour him like we saw in acts two. I believe we have the Holy spirit, but just to see a fresh work in that way. So go ahead and go ahead and read that for us. 44 through 46. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell on those who heard the message. The circumcised believers who had accompanied Peter were greatly astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles, for they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. Let's pray. Father, I believe that you are continuing to reverse the curse in our day, and I believe that you are bringing your kingdom. I believe that these things didn't just happen 2,000 years ago, but that they are still happening today. I pray that we would see this happen in our day. Send us the Holy Spirit. I pray for the Spirit, not for our own sake or glory, but for the sake of the people around us. I pray that they would see your power and glory and understand that you love them.
1 Thessalonians 1, 4, and 5. We know, brothers and sisters loved by God, that He has chosen you, and that our gospel did not come to you merely in words, but in power, and in the Holy Spirit, and with deep conviction. Let's pray for conviction in our own lives. Father, I open myself up to the work of your Spirit. I pray that he would convict me of sin. Cut me to the heart like you did those early believers. I pray that you'd show me where I have strayed from you. Give me the boldness and courage to deal with the sin in my heart. Examine my words, my actions, and my thoughts. I want to be an open book before you. Let's go to God in prayer. Jesus is speaking in John 16, 7 through 11. For if I do not go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will prove the world wrong concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness, because I am going to the Father, and you will see me no longer. And concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world has been condemned. Father, I ask that you'd call my friends and neighbors to you. Show them that unless Jesus is their top priority, they're missing it. I pray that they would experience the same conviction and grace that I have. I realize that this is a work I cannot do. I can't save the people that I care about. When they come to Jesus, it's a miracle. And I pray that you would do that miracle during my time. I want to see my community discover your love.
Well, thank you so much for joining us today on Pray Together. And man, don't let this podcast be the limiter on your prayer time. If, if God's messing with you, if you're experiencing some things, just keep praying, keep leaning into what God's doing in your life. And But uh, I do want to say thank you, Darren, for joining me today on Pray Together. Yeah, you bet. Thanks, thanks. for thanks for that message last week. So good. Thanks, man. Really enjoyed it. And uh, man, New Hope, let's just keep praying together. So thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week as we continue praying together and looking at more of Acts with Tyler.